welcome, friends, to the Steve Poos Benson's podcast. I'm your host, Steve Poos Benson. How about that? Uh, this next episode of the podcast is the sermon I preached this past Sunday on March 18th. Several of you have shared with me so far that you're enjoying this sermon in this podcast form. You know, I'm hoping you carry it with you as you move through the day, whether you're cleaning the house, exercising on the treadmill, or commuting to work. You know, I'm hope to be uh, posting other things on this podcast than sermons, but life has kind of gotten in the way. I hope to be resuming interviews at some point over the next few weeks. In this sermon, I'm using a passage from Ephesians where the author talks about being grateful for the people around him and then out of gratitude wrap them in prayers of empowerment. The title of the sermon is, Here Comes Shirley. The title will make sense as you listen to the sermon. My message, it's pretty simple. Don't take the people you love for granted. Share your gratitude with them and out of gratitude wrap them in prayer that empowers their life and living. I hope you enjoyed the sermon and I hope you're having a great week. Here comes Shirley. Here comes Shirley. Do we have anybody who's named Shirley in, in, the, in the congregation? Do we have any Shirleys? No, you're not named Shirley. It's Tag. I know it's that. Perfect. Then I'm not going to offend anybody. Well, I always find a way of offending somebody, but at least I won't be offending any Shirley's today. So thank you, God. A time of gratitude. Today, I just want to thank God for the gift of life. No requests, no complaints, just thankful to be alive. Are you waking up to gratitude in the middle of your life? You know, through this entire season of Lent, we've been focusing on gratitude. And what I've realized is gratitude is intentional. You have to intentionally kind of wake up to gratitude. And so this whole past week, I've been thinking to myself, looking, what are the things that I'm grateful for? You know, I just, I always look for like three things that I can be grateful for. You know, we live in the most beautiful place on the planet. You know, I think we take it for granted. When you look up there at the foothills and you see the amazing sunsets, and we think to ourselves, do we not live a place with the Rocky Mountains and the great views? I don't care if you're looking up at it or if you're up in it. Grateful for the Rocky Mountains. Grateful for early morning runs. I like to go out for an early morning run just as kind of the sun's coming up. I was thinking to myself, you know, how grateful I am to have a body that still functions here at my old age of 59. Um, which is really funny. So some of you are going, he's such a young guy. And others of you are going, I had no idea he was that old. And so <laughs> kind of torn. I'm grateful for my sister, my sister who is taking care of my mother. My mother had kind of a tough week, and my sister did an amazing job of loving her and taking care of her. And I just found myself, you know, saying, I don't want to take that for granted. I don't want to take care of how my sister is caring for my mom. So I, I found a lot of gratitude. So, you know, this is the season of Lent. Uh, as Jane said, we're in the fifth Sunday of the season of Lent. You know, Ash Wednesday to Easter Sunday, these 40 days of renewal. And, and Lent is a time of introspection. It's a time of reflection. It's a time for me of positive growth. You know, the, the days are just getting so long and the sunshine is out. The promise of spring is right here, right here around the corner. I want it to be a positive and ebullient time in our life. And I want you to feel that as well. And that's how, why we've been looking at gratitude during the season of Lent. We look at all the different avenues, the places where we, we can be grateful. And today what I want to do is that, oh, I want to, Calvin and Hobbes, I want us to look at the people that are significant in our lives and how we can be grateful for them. You know, I want to, the, the people who are your spouses, your partners, your kids, your grandkids, 
those people that are with us all the time, how can we turn to them and be grateful for them in their lives? You know, that's what I love about this passage from Ephesians. You know, the author, we don't know, uh, scholars debate whether this was written by the Apostle Paul or whether it was written by another author, but even, the, even though we don't know who the exact author is, there's some profound material in here. And what the author is saying, he's looking around at the people in his life and their outpouring of love for each other in Christ. And he is so moved by them that he is grateful and he is thankful for them. You know, when, when I read this passage, I think to myself, can I be like this? The people that are pouring their love out for each other as well as their love out for me, can I be grateful for them? Or do I take them for granted? It's so easy to take these people for granted. Because, you know, I think to myself, surely they know. Surely they know how I feel. And I say that a lot to myself, surely. And every time I think about surely, I think to myself, aha, surely. She's the little demon who works her way into my soul and our soul and gets in the way of us expressing gratitude. And I, I decided this is not really what my surely looks like. This is kind of like what my surely looks like. She's kind of a trickster. She kind of gets in the way, you know, of, of keeping my soul from expanding, my soul from growing, ex, you know, expressing and extending gratitude. You know, and I think that she plays a factor in all of our lives. Because, I mean, just think about this. You know, surely I don't have to grow in issues of faith. Surely I have it all figured out. Surely there's no significant truth that I need to explore and expand. No. That's not the case. There's always room for you to grow and expand. A couple of weeks ago, I preached a sermon that kind of uh, launched a few people theologically, you know, they, because they thought they had it all figured out. They thought they knew what their Christian faith was all about. That's never the case. You should always be growing. There should be no surely about it. You should be expanding and wondering about God, about the cosmos, about Christ, about spirituality about all these things that we take for granted, surely you are thinking about those things. Surely I don't need to take time for my spirituality. Surely I don't need to take time to pray and to meditate and to journal and to contemplate because there's always going to be tomorrow. I'm kind of busy right now. So surely you're not going to wait until you're burned out to spend time filling your soul Surely you're not going to wait for a crisis to come barreling into your life before you start praying. Surely you're going to take time right now to be a person of prayer and meditation. Surely you don't need to take the time to extend gratitude to people you love and care about because, you know, surely they know how you feel. Boy, was I caught up on this one this past week. You know, um, my mother had a tough week, and so my sister and I were talking, and that's the Who's Benson clan up there behind me. Um, we were talking about how important it is that we don't take each other for granted, and we start you know, tying together our family, our family ties, our, our family love for one another. And I thought to myself, you know, my sister was like so spot on, and she's watching me on the live stream. Nancy, thank you. Um, she was so spot on. Because, you know, 
I got caught in the surely. Well, surely they know how I feel. I'm their brother. Surely my mother knows how I feel. I love her and I care about her. But the problem is I had taken all these things for granted, and you know what? They didn't know how I was feeling. Surely got in the way. Surely needs to be exercised, exercised from our souls and from our relationships. She is an impediment to who you are and to your gratitude. So right now I want you to think, who are the most, uh, who are the most important people in your life? Just think right now, partner, spouse, friend, children, grandchildren, nephews or nieces, colleagues, bosses, clients that you would get have to that you get to work with. Who are the most important people in your life? And when was the last time you intentionally picked up a phone and called, wrote an email, or took a text? Shot out a text. You know, really, when I was writing this, this portion of the sermon, I stopped myself and I said, hey, you know what? You need to be preaching to yourself before you preach to anybody else. So I got a pad of paper and I started writing out a list of everybody I was grateful for. Everybody I was grateful. And I looked at the list, and I said to myself, when was the last time I expressed gratitude to these people? When was the last time? And I realized, that's been a long time. And so I just started, I took my phone, and I started sending out texts. I started sending out texts to just as many people as I could think of. As many people as I could think of. And, you know, I sent out a text to Jane, and Jay said, okay, what, she's, what is he wanting from me this time? Uh, you know, but what I realized is, when was the last time, you know, I sent things out to my family? Like, I sent, uh, I, I called Phoebe, and I, I told her how grateful I was that she was in my life. I was doing things, and she said, oh, thank you so much. And I thought to myself, you're such a bozo, Steve. You love her, you care about her, you live with her day in and day out. And when was the last time you just stopped and said, I say I love you a lot, but when was the last time I said, I'm so grateful for you? My kids? Just think about this. Who's on your list? It was really funny. At the 8 o'clock service, somebody came out and said, hey, I didn't get a text from you. <laughs> so I'm not taking you for granted. I need to put that out on the e-blast, that I, I love each and every one of you. But you know, what the, this passage does, what the author does, is that he takes our notion of gratitude and he extends it into prayer. And then when he extends it into prayer, he keeps on expanding our understanding of what prayer is and what it means to wrap people in prayer. Because what he talks about is he said that your gratitude for somebody should be so powerful in your life as a person of faith that you're not just saying you're grateful to them, you're expressing your gratitude to God for them. And he says, every time I pray, I think of you, I think of you and give you and give thanks. I believe this is a key thing. If we are grateful for people in our lives, we need to wrap them in prayer. You know, as people of faith, we need to understand that Jesus had this assumption in his life that we would be people of prayer. That we would be people of prayer. He when the disciples asked him, Lord, teach us how to pray, notice he did not say, well, if you pray, he said, no, when you pray. There's an assumption that, he, that he's making that you are going to be people of prayer. 
It's not like he let Shirley get in the way. Well, surely they know how to pray. No, he said, I'm going to teach you how to pray. So there's assumption. As people of faith, you are going to make prayer a significant part of your life. And you're going to find some way, somehow, sometime to make room for prayer. For me, it's the first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. But then I also find myself kind of praying throughout the day. You might like to pray when you walk, when you do the dishes, when you're commuting to work. You, know, you pray when you commute. Don't close your eyes. Uh, but, but you kind of get the idea. You know, pray at lunch, pray at meals. Find a way to be a person of prayer. And then what you do is you take the people that you're grateful for and you wrap them with prayer. I found this prayer. I love this. Just simple. Dear Lord, please wrap your arms around those who are hurting today and let them feel how much you love them. You know, one of the things that I do, and you've heard me say this before, and for me it's so significant, is the 15 minutes a day that I pray for my family. If you want your family to transform, if you want to feel a transformation in your relationship with your family, you start by praying. 15 minutes a day, that's all it takes. Your spouse, your partner, your kids, your grandkids, and everybody's and nieces, your friends, your in-laws, your outlaws, you pray. You just pray. Every single day. It transforms your relationship with them. And then you take the people that you're grateful for, and you wrap them. If they're going through a difficult time, you wrap them with prayer. If they feel lost and alone, you wrap them with prayer. You, if they're feeling successful in your life, you take God's arms and you put them underneath them and lift them even higher. But you wrap them with prayer. You know, one of the things that's really important to me is that I keep a list of the people that I'm praying for. You know, Jane and I talk about the fact that our prayer, when you ask us to pray for you, we don't just blow that off and say, oh, I'm going to pray for you. No, we take it very seriously. And this is a little tool that I want you to do. I want you to take your phone, and there are so many apps that you can download for prayer. Uh, you can use the Daily Common Prayer, this one that kind of uh, faded out, the, the Prayer Power Prayer. You can use Evernote. Um, I use uh, Paperless, uh, uh, just something you can make a list on. And what I do is you, when people ask me to pray for them, I put, that on, I put them on my list. You get on my list. And I pray for you. Every morning, as part of my prayers, I pray for you. And then the cool thing, when I take my phone out during the day, there's that list. And I, and I think about that list. I meditate upon that list. And that's how we constantly wrap the people that we love and care about in prayer. The people that you are grateful for in your life, you're not just expressing gratitude to them. You're expressing gratitude to God, and you're wrapping them in prayer. And then what the author does this, for me, is profound. When I started meditating on this passage, I went, okay, so I'm not praying like this guy prays, and it really kind of opened my own eyes about what it means to pray. He talks about out of that sense of gratitude for one another, in the middle of your prayers, he says, I do more than pray. I ask God for intelligence, discernment, and clarity of, uh, clarity of purpose. The people that you are grateful for in your life, when you're praying for them, you're not just listing things that you're praying for. You, you go out and you say, I pray for intelligence for them. I pray that for my kids all the time. I pray for intelligence, that they will be intelligent, that they will have a, a clarity of purpose, that they will have the ability to, to discern. When was the last time you prayed that way for the people that you cared about? When was the last time you prayed that way for yourself? 
if you're grateful for life, you know what? You should be praying for yourself. Every single day as a part of your prayer life, you should be praying for yourself. When was the last time you prayed for your own intelligence, for your own discernment, for the clarity of purpose in your life? When did the last time you prayed for that? And then he expands it and he goes even further and he says, may they grasp the intensity of this glorious way of life, the utter extravagance of God's work. I mean, it's like he kicks open the doors of prayer, kicks open the doors of spirituality. Look at this, grasp the immensity of this glorious way of way of life. When was the last time you felt that way? Just the immensity. When was the last time you felt that way? The utter extravagance of God's work. Talk about waking up to gratitude. When was the last time you just, you saw something and you marveled and you were at awe of what it is that God is doing. You know, and what I love about this is that these are prayers of empowerment. Prayers of empowerment. These are not timid prayers that God is inviting you to, to pray. This author is saying, pray with boldness. Those of you who own a business, when was the last time that you prayed for your success in your business in such a way that you prayed with intelligence, discernment, clarity of purpose, the immensity of the success of your job, the utter extravagance of it? When was the last time those of you who have go to work, that you have deadlines to meet? When was the last time that you prayed for your own personal job, your own personal success in such a way that you were praying for intelligence, discernment, clarity, immensity, the utter extravagance. I mean, you can use this in so many different ways. You're raising kids. You're raising kids. You have teenagers. You want the best for your teenagers. When was the last time you prayed this boldly for people? And then he extends it even further. He takes it even further. And he ends this, the passage with this, like, this exclamation point. And he says, may you have endless energy and boundless strength. I love that. Endless energy and boundless strength. You know, let's be clear. Life can be such that our Energizer Bunny just, like, runs out of gas. You know, the burdens of life can be pretty intense. And we just get to a point where we just wear out. Or you know people in your life whose burdens are so intense that they have run out. And you're wondering is, what can you do for them? Well, you can literally find a way to get underneath their burden and help carry their burden. But what this author is saying, don't forget to pray. And don't forget to pray in such a way that you are kicking the doors open. And that you're praying for endless energy and boundless strength. Because you know people whose lives are crushing them. And you have to find a way to lift them. 
Literally last night, I'm memorizing this section of the sermon. When a text goes out from our own Danny Way, that our own Heather Kuro, who who um, was on staff, she left the staff, she has a new job. We were, we were really excited for Heather. She was been talking, um, and Heather's here. She gave me the permission to tell the story. For months, she's been talking about how she's so excited uh, that she and her family are going to buy a they bought, they're going to buy a new house, a ranch out, out east a little bit, and they were going to start this whole new aspect of their life, and they sold their house, and they're just getting ready to close on the house this week. Yesterday, their house burned to the ground. Prayers are with you. You know, and one of the things that, you know, that I was praying for right then and there was endless energy and Boundless strength. And one of the things that I told her is that, Heather, you are going to survive this. You do have the gifts and skills to thrive in life. God did not cause this. God is not like throwing something at you. God does not throw something at us to see if we can to survive it. No, things happen in life. Houses burn down. Jobs are lost. Cancer comes burning into people's life. God is not throwing these things at you to test you. No, life happens. Instead, what God does is get underneath and lift. And God is inviting us to do that heavy lifting. To pray for heaven. To pray for everybody else who is going through these difficult times in their lives. Kick open the doors of your spirituality and pray for endless energy and boundless strength. Because you know what? People need it. People need it. So I ask you, make a list. Who are you grateful for? And then sit down and take some moments. And send out messages of hope. Send out messages of love. You know, don't let Shirley be the little demon in your life. Go beyond that and express 